welcome to the Watershed Wellness Podcast. I'm Eric Gray. I'm your host, and I'm also one of the co-owners of Watershed Wellness here in Astoria, Oregon. This is the second part of a two-part conversation with one of our practitioners, Dr. Melinda Nichols, who's a naturopathic medicine provider as well as a Chinese medicine provider. Um, in the per- first part of our conversation, uh, we talked more about her background and her education. In this one, we we dig a little bit more into answering the question, what is naturopathic medicine? And we discuss things like scope of practice and licensure, as well as uh, her take on the modalities that she likes best, including homeopathy. So hope you enjoy the conversation. Um, as always, if you ever have questions or you just want to give us feedback, or if you have ideas about what we might do on the next podcast, just go to watershedwellnesspodcast.com and you'll find instructions and a way to submit that feedback. Or you can always find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook and just reach out to us th- that way. Either way, we, we would love to hear from you. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, I'm back here with Melinda Nichols, uh, and we really wanted to start talking a little bit more about naturopathic medicine itself. Um, A lot of folks, even if they have had experience with a naturopath, they don't really know what naturopathic medicine is, you know, and a lot of people will think that acupuncturists are naturopaths. You know, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of, you know, there's just a lot of misunderstanding. So let's just start out just by talking about, you know, from your perspective, what is naturopathic medicine like? What does it, what does it include? So there's a lot of different ways to describe it. The last time we talked, I, I explained a little bit about the education. So there's, there's a strong similarity in a way with conventional medicine as, as far as what we learn in the, in the first couple of years. Anatomy, physiology, uh, sort of Western diagnosis, um, pathology, histology, microbiology, all right. of these things. And then there is, after that, there's there's just so many modalities. Some of the ones that we're trained in, um, and a modality is is just a type of treatment. Herbs, nutrition, and that could be either whole foods or, or nutrients. Um, uh, hydrotherapy, which originated in, mostly in Europe. Homeopathy, which I do a lot of. Um, uh, physical medicine, which is has a lot of the the manipulations are very similar to a chiropractic right minor surgery right and minor surgery um and a lot of people do iv therapy now oh right iv uh, therapy um what else it doesn't traditionally include acupuncture uh as part of naturopathic medicine not not really but naturopathic medicine is sort of as you can guess, in a, in a way, is, is an accumulation of a lot of different things. Right. Um, to, and, and so that can be, there's several things about that. That can be why it's so confusing. What, it, what is a naturopath and what does a naturopath do? Because um, any one of us might have run in a different direction with these things that we started with initially. And we'll do probably not all of them, but a subset. Right. Um, and or may have have done extensive training in something else that that we didn't even learn in school. So that definitely makes it confusing for patients um, and a little bit more difficult to define. Part of it is part of the unifying part, even even with folks 
who like I have I have colleagues who um, practice in conventional medical institutions and practice or like they might be primarily using even pharmaceuticals, which is also part of her training. But there's a certain outlook of treating the whole person, respecting the wisdom of the body, respecting that there's sort of a natural force to uh, and natural impetus to healing in the body. Right. And and that's really the connector. And and sometimes even like even the folks who are, who are using a pharmaceutical might be thinking not always but but are often thinking in that global like how do i help this whole person right how do i how do i treat this the whole system as opposed to one little part of it right yeah so it's it's much less reductionistic there's people might end up sort of in a specialty but technically there's there's not any specialization we have like a general education, and partly for that purpose, I think, is to to right. to make sure that we're not just only focusing on the liver or right. only focusing on the heart. Like we yeah. we we see that all of it is connected. And, and that you know, I think that's interesting because I will sometimes have patients ask, like uh, whether they're asking for an acupuncturist or a naturopath, they'll be like. They're they're basically asking for a gastroenterologist that's a naturopath, right? And, it, yeah. and, and there are of course like SSL yeah. being a good example of somebody exactly. who really focuses on that system, but but he's focusing on it within the context of the whole organism, yeah. Um, and yeah. and the modality itself is like holistic by its nature, so it's difficult right. to to get out of it. Right. But but there aren't very many special. You know, maybe women's health is something people specialize in, but that's really more of a marketing specialization than it is a modality specialization do you know what yeah. i mean so yeah so yeah exactly. really interesting um can you talk just a minute about because uh, oregon has a pretty broad scope of practice so yes. so in in um, and people might be not familiar with that terminology but every medical license comes with a certain scope which is defined in the, the practice act for that modality um, by the state that says this is what you can do and not do and a lot of times those scopes are created in order to keep m- medical professions from d- cannibalizing each other yeah. Um, yeah. so you know for instance a very com- a, a big one in acupuncture right now is physical therapists doing dry needling which is kind of a type of acupuncture acupuncturists being upset about that encroachment on their scope so that that's kind of what scope is and naturopathic medicine has an wildly broad scope in Oregon. So can you talk about that just a little bit? Yeah, so the scope, as I understand it, includes basically all of those things that I was talking about that were taught in school. The the school that I was that I went to is in Portland, it's in Oregon, and so they were teaching basically to support us working within that full scope, which really, really varies um, from a person could come out of school and practice a lot like a conventional physician with um, primarily using pharmaceutical interventions. Uh, Like I said, they're going to do it in a slightly different way oftentimes, but um, that all the way to being a very, um, what we would call a vitalistic approach where, um, where some people don't want want anything to do with any um, pharmaceuticals or anything of that nature. The, I, I would say, so most drugs are within the scope here. Um, all of those modalities that I was talking about, the, um, uh, the manipulations, the, um, 
and I can't remember if it's manipula manipulations or adjustments. There's a particular word. Yeah, of course. The, um, that's uh, specific for those scope of practice reasons. The, right. Uh, conflicts that you were talking about yeah. before. Herbs, nutrition, etc., etc. Right. All of the things. Minor surgery. No major surgery. That's probably one of the biggest right. things that's eliminated. Um, a lot of NDs are primary care. I don't call myself any that anymore, but but they'll do all of the primary care stuff. So um, monitoring all of your medications, all your basic labs, um, gyne exams, uh, sports physicals, right. um, managing all the referral, any specialist referrals, things like that. Others of us focus more on some of the, well, almost our specialists within natural medicine, like you're your natural medicine specialist. Right, of course, of course. But specializing beyond that mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is relatively. So yeah, so primary care, I mean, I think that's one of those terms that confuses people. Um, and it's, uh, it's important for people to understand that like, naturopaths in Oregon can act as primary care in the sense that like, your naturopath knows how to look at a blood test. You yep. know what I mean? Like knows how to interpret that and is able to order a blood test for you. But some naturopaths choose not, to, choose not to do any of that. And then some naturopaths will still do blood tests and help you out with medications a little bit, but they mostly don't do physicals. You know, so there's levels of primary care. But the, I think the most important thing is to understand that even though you don't do that kind of bigger primary care stuff, your licensure is the same as somebody who could do that, yeah. right? So it's, yeah. um, it's, it's, I think that's really important for people to know because like, um, especially with, uh, for purposes of insurance coverage, you right? Know, they, right. They, you 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 are on the same tier as a medical doctor would be for the purposes of insurance, um, and so often you can choose a, to see a naturopath as a primary provider, yeah. um, whether it would be you or not. So it's uh, that is really interesting, and I think it's just one of those things that people don't know. They think of naturopaths as being like they think of it as nature cure docs or like you said, vitalistic docs, like somebody in a hut somewhere, maybe on the edge of town, uh -huh. dispensing. <laughs> like some roots and whatever which is like the dream right that would be really fun but insurance does not cover the shack no, or no, the no, roots no, you know, no. generally so yeah. so so i think it's just surprising for people to understand like how integrated actually in oregon and washington california especially how integrated it actually is you know yeah. and, and that you can have access to care that i think people wouldn't expect so yeah um so super interesting yeah. so naturopathic medicine it involves these modalities it ultimately, you know, there there is a basis in biomedical understanding of the body, which is different from Chinese medicine, right? Mm -hmm. And so it involves all these different modalities. It is regulated um, by state, but there's also national examinations, right? Yeah. So the, it's kind of standardized that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. The the initial licensure is through a board exam. That's right. that's actually for the U.S. and Canada. Okay. And so your focus within naturopathic medicine is chiefly in the realm of homeopathy. Yeah. And I think, well, where I focus tends to shift a little bit, but uh, I use a lot of homeopathy. I use a lot of what are called more of the energy medicines, flower essences, things like that. Mm. I also use a lot of herbs. Sure. And then, um, and then sort of whole foods diet, working with people on trying to, to figure out how to eat in a way that works best for their body right and really working with people typically with with chronic conditions that are 
um, where the issues show up in multiple organ systems, often also with an emotional mm. component. Um, so that's sort of where I like to work a lot because that's, that's I feel, where people often need the most support is they've been to a million doctors, but nobody can figure out like how to actually help them feel better. Right. You know, Chinese medicine is very often working in in general in that same group of of course of yeah. and so uh, um, what I mean just off the top of your head so again it's hard because you you obviously do both modalities and I, and I know you mix them together um, but you know what kind of things do you see homeopathy really being especially effective for that like even if you hear me talking about a patient you're like ah that's a patient who needs some homeopathy you know mm -hmm. like what are the things that really shine in your experience Oftentimes it's really great for the folks, and, and I, anything that I say is probably a broader group than this, but sure. where I often see it being really useful is, for example, where you don't want, there's a worry about interfering with, somebody's on other medications, um, and you don't want to interfere with those other medications, but you want to give them something else to help um pregnancy where like it's just not a great idea to acupuncture is great for this too right. like where where you got to be a lot more careful about herbs and things like that and then definitely the folks where they are very sensitive to medications they are very sensitive to strong interventions i think we talked about that yeah. before the the people where a little dab will do you homeopathy is often speaking to them at the at the level that really in the sense of like speaking to their body right. at the level that really is doesn't push them too hard but does allow them to change uh, yeah right that said it can help it can work for a lot of other people as well sure. like it, it's it's not just the sensitives who um it helps right um, but but they're often the folks where you can't do other things with them right. so it's really nice to have an option and i think a little bit like see it's so hard to separate since I was trained in both, it's, yeah. it's really hard to like turn off. I'm always telling people I can't just turn off my Chinese medicine brain <laughs> yeah, while like, we have the naturopathic visit. But looking at um, looking at the whole person, really, and yeah. um, treating the whole person and finding pattern. Like th there's a strong like they're very different systems, but. Oftentimes, pattern is the name of the game, like overall pattern of symptom picture, of emotional picture are really important, both in, especially in homeopathy and then also in Chinese medicine. Totally. Um, and then also even ideas of progress of cure or healing are really important, I think, for both types of medicine. Um, like, what do you expect to see on, right. on, on the way to healing, which isn't, um, isn't always a miraculous, whoa, you took the thing right. even for six months and now everything's better. Sometimes it's a, like, this got better, but this got a little worse, but that's actually in the direction of progress. Right. Um, and trying to, <laughs> that's that's an interesting road to No, it um, is. I mean, it's really difficult, on. especially when folks are coming from a, a medical model that is about shifting symptoms very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, often, and I, you know, again, I'm not an anti-biomedicine, anti-pharmaceutical type of person, but sometimes 
the shifts are so rapid and extreme that you leave the underlying pattern untouched. And so it comes to manifest in some new and unusual way. But people are used to that. They're used mm -hmm. to, I take an ibuprofen and the pain in my head goes away. Mm -hmm. And so when you're given something that like, okay, my digestion's mildly better, but now I have this weird headache, mm -hmm. it, it, it can be very difficult to explain to patients like, look, for real, for real, this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this yeah. is how it's gonna go, you know? So how do you keep people focused when when they're having trouble with that um <laughs> with difficulty <laughs> yeah with difficulty because it's but i think you know honestly people if you take the time to explain things this does not always work and it depends on the person mm -hmm. but if you've got enough trust and you take the time to explain like this works differently but here's here's sort of how it works i think some not always, but oftentimes people can hear that. And to a certain extent, it makes sense. Yeah. Because Chinese medicine, homeopathy, these things are working the way that nature works. And we're sort of intuitively used to the way that nature works. Just even, even if we're even in our society, which is very, not very in touch with nature. No. Still, all the time I'll hear from people, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. When I think... Is this gonna make sense? Yeah, yeah. But 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 it does um, more than people sometimes. Yeah, I think Chinese medicine really is that way. Like when you talk to people, even who don't like are not into woo woo stuff or whatever, if you talk to them about the five elements, because the five elements are patterned on nature, everybody understands how nature works intuitively. Like we know fire, what fire does. We know what water does, and so yeah. those very simple ways of explaining things do seem to make sense to people when they're nature based, and that makes sense. Like yeah. this little skin of society that we're currently experiencing is just a, a tiny thing compared to the evolution of human beings so um yeah super yeah. interesting so 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 there's something in homeopathy too about like a, a direction and cure which can also like might sound weird at the beginning but like if you the the things start out as surface more on the surface layer but they if you suppress them, they'll go deeper and deeper. So the classic example is oftentimes like eczema, a lot of steroids are used and then that person will develop something that's related to the eczema, more like allergies or asthma, but that's a deeper, that's gone deeper into the body. Right. And so this is one of those weird things where if the direction of what's called the direction of cure is from inner to outer. So if you're actually helping with the asthma or the allergies, sometimes people develop a rash that they didn't have since they were like maybe a kid. Right. And the rash is really annoying. And, yeah. and, and so trying to like say, this is a great thing. <laughs> They're like, this does not feel great actually. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's a really interesting example because uh, skin symptoms, you know, in, in Chinese medicine, there's that saying, uh, all pain, sores, and itch belong to the heart. Oh, and, yeah. and the reason that makes sense is because the heart is the consciousness and nothing dominates your consciousness like pain, sores, and itch. And so when something comes up and they all of a sudden they have an itchy rash when before what they have was like, ulcerative colitis that flared up only once a week mm -hmm. they think they've gotten worse because mm -hmm. it's more of an experience but they don't realize that they're closer to resolution yeah. so yeah, yeah that can be very difficult yeah 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 <laughs>
Um, okay, well, cool. So we're we're past the twenty minute mark. So let's let you know. Is there anything else about naturopathic medicine, like anything that you really want anybody who's listening to take home? If this is the only thing they ever hear about naturopathic medicine, anything that you haven't said that you think is really important for people to understand? I think um, the thing that's really important to understand that's pretty much across the board is that naturopaths are very very good at listening mm. and will focus on listening and really hearing your whole story right. and working with you from from that point yeah uh, and that that i think is is one of the the real values of the medicine totally thanks a lot that that was great uh, and hopefully we can come back and talk a little bit more about I'd love to talk a little bit more like about a specific problem you know like even like something like eczema and talk about like what is a an example of how a treatment might play out from from a homeopathic that that would just be fun but anyway uh, th- yeah. thanks a lot for being on <laughs> sure